pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ah, good Monday, everyone, and good Monday to you, Scott Ritchie. It's always a pleasure to see your bright, smiley face. Thanks, I think. <laughs> now I'm just very cautious of where this is going to go, because you're very nice to me to, to open this thing. No worries, Scotty. It's a new me. I'm Jim Rosso, Vice President of News, friend of Eureka, friend of Scott Ritchie, really. Admire the work you do. Humping it day in and day out during the basketball season. Love to see it. Uh, Illinois has two more games this week, which means Richie will be really busy again this week. And my favorite thing of, of all the things that you do, Scott Richie, you know this, is Good Morning Illini Nation. It's not your coverage of the games. Okay. But it's that. Every morning, 6 a.m., IlliniHQ.com. I hope everybody has a chance to check it out. But it, uh, it takes me inside college basketball. Tomorrow, for example, you'll you'll break down the AP top twenty-five voters and how they went about their business, including you, the much maligned Scott Ritchie. Yeah, I've. I mean, it's a disturbing trend that I'm now weekly getting downvoted almost you know almost the most on CollegePollTracker dot com for having uh, what some apparently are saying is the worst ballot. Among the 63 voters. I did my homework this weekend, knowing that Duke hates you <laughs> for wherever you put the Blue Devils. And I watched the Blue Devils be gifted a victory against a ordinary Clemson team. I, th- I, th- I think Clemson's, I mean, I don't know, I, wanna, I don't want to use good. They're almost good. They're, they're better than they have been. They're muscular. I like P.J. Hall. Um, but yeah, it was... Was it a foul? I mean, well, yeah, but probably. there's so many. Every play is a foul at the end of games, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's just you so happen to call it on Clemson at Cameron Indoor. Called it just a tad late. That was the problem. It was as if, uh oh, Duke's gonna lose. They realize we're, we're in Durham and we'd like to leave Durham alive. All right, here's the deal. Uh, Illinois, it's Monday, right? So the poll is out. Illinois checks in at number 14, having uh, lost a dynamic game uh, at Rutgers. I'm kind of surprised they dropped, actually. And so many other teams lost, too. That was the thing. That probably kept them from dropping further. It's, you know, losing, you know, sometimes context is missed. I mean, you can't watch every game. Like, I don't watch every game. I try to watch what I can, but, you know, I'm also covering Illinois. That takes up a lot of time. Um the dynamic of losing, even on the road, to a team that you beat by 30 earlier in the month that doesn't look good. And then and struggling to beat uh, a bad Indiana team on Saturday. Um, just the 30,000-foot view of Illinois took a hit, I think, last week. All right. No offense to your fellow, your 62 other voters, but I'm sure... 
the history of Northwestern doesn't help matters. How they mostly not just been good? Northwestern, right? So you see a yeah. loss to Northwestern, you probably don't. I'd say maybe thirty of those voters have no idea that Northwestern is, you know, halfway competitive, has been for a number of years. I mean, I'd like to think that number's higher, but okay, yeah, I don't know. Um, I think tradition, much like they think Indiana's good, same way. <laughs> so it was a weird, weird week of yeah. That's uh, a that's a tougher one to get around because Indiana blue blood. People say so, but like might be the fourth best team in their own state right now. I'm not happy. All right, as a native Fort Wayner, actually Purdue Fort Wayne having a pretty good year. Are they? Yeah. Well, since the, they, the, the, they the, dropped the Indiana, <laughs> yeah, they just they leaned into <laughs> Purdue, and all of a sudden they got a basketball program. That's funny. They play at the Coliseum. No, I think they have their own on-site gym. In fact, Indiana or Purdue Fort Wayne does. Uh, yeah, they do. I don't know. One of the better nicknames in all okay. of college sports, the Mastodons. Where but, are we going with this? Anyway, Illinois at number 14. I what'd think you, it's fair. Would you have them at? Lower. I had them at 18. I think that's right. How is that possible? Scott, here I was being nice to you, and now I'm questioning your your top 25 ballot. Yeah, you're not going to be the only one, I'm sure. Um, I mean, last week was just, from a national perspective kind of what it's been all season. It's just like so many, you know, top 25 teams are losing. Um, and part of our directive as AP voters is like, it's okay to make big swings on your ballot, you know, week to week. Um, so I made a lot of big swings. Um, I have six new teams on my ballot this week. And just with Illinois, like, I think they're, is going to really please you. Like their advanced metrics are keeping them afloat as a top now 14 team. Um, Cause I know I just from reading other you know, voters, like they some base some of their decisions around that. I look at the fact that almost two and four in quad one opportunities, like they're not winning these mm, quote unquote marquee games like at Northwestern's not marquee, but it's a quad one opportunity. And they're not winning enough of those compared to the rest of college basketball. So at this point in the season, it's partially this week, but it's also partially resume. And Illinois is fine. Like, they're an NCAA tournament team um, trending down the seed list a little bit, I would say. What do you got them at, a three right now? I had them at a three last yeah. week. I mean, All I'll right. update that this week. And, Still a three. But, or three or four. All right. Um, I'm sure you'll make but, the right choice. Yeah, I'll make the the only choice that I can make as a, after I evaluate all of the teams. Um, but they just <laughs> the resume is just okay. Okay. So that's part of it. Um, and like there's, there's some teams last week that have pretty good resume and also had bigger wins than you know needing some Terry Chan and free throws to beat again a bad Indiana team. History lesson for all our listeners who are just now turning in. Back in the day, uh, our newspaper was run by one John Hirschfeld, right? Lauren Tate had a top 25 football vote at the time. Hirschfeld was a big Notre Dame fan and pressured Tate into ranking <laughs> Notre Dame. Number one, Lauren refused and quit the poll. <laughs> he quit. Good. Standing on principle. Not, so feel free not to. Except my pressure, Scott Ritchie. <laughs> <laughs> and please don't quit. Yeah. Um, yeah it was where grandfathered in with that vote. <laughs> uh, 
All right, that poll came out today. Illinois goes to Ohio State, which is bad. Um, just in desperate straits and in desperate need of a win. How how did that happen? You know, we we talk about Juwan Howard's amazing fall at Michigan. What is up with Ohio State and Chris Holtman? Um, I don't know because like he Chris Holtman has, to be fair, a better track record historically than Juwan Howard as a coach just because he's been in college basketball longer. Um, but last year was bad, and this year started off, well, they were 12-2, and two, and they have since lost five of their last six games and just got obliterated by Northwestern over the weekend, 83-58. Like, it's just not competitive. Um, so new AD coming in at Ohio State, this might be the end of the Chris Holtman era. Hmm. That's one of those where uh, I shake the head. Don't know why that uh, yeah I, didn't work out, and it did until really the last two years. Like he's had younger teams the last two years. I mean, a lot of freshmen, a lot of freshmen that he played last year that mostly all came back as sophomores. Um, but like, it's a talented roster. Like there's some real dudes. Like Bruce Thornton's really good. Roddy Gale's been good. Jameson Battle is leading the Big Ten in three point shooting um, after transferring in. We got two kind of rotate two guys at center. Zed Keefe looks like Akpara. I mean, they're good. Like they got some guys off the bench that are playing pretty. That should be playing better. I think. I don't know. It's just it has fallen apart this month in Columbus, and okay. like they need a win. Okay, so it makes me wonder about tomorrow because it's a place where Illinois in the Brad Underwood era has had some success. And also, last year, they lost to a bad Ohio State team in Columbus. So, kind of a similar matchup this year. Although, I think this Illinois team is definitely better than last year's. All right, uh, Nebraska on Sunday. That might be the trickier game. They're playing a little better. Again, I'm not too enthused by no, Nebraska. No, I'm not. Don't. Well, I mean, Here you ne- go. Nebraska Here basketball go. doesn't move the needle. I'll, I'll give you that much. But... Uh, Probably shouldn't be overly concerned because they just don't really win on the road. Who do you got making the tournament from the Big Ten? The NCAA tournament? Besides the Big Three. Fair question. Um, Anybody else? Probably, there's probably going to be three more teams, maybe. How? Northwestern, then. Okay. Um, I mean... I'll take that, that Chicago one. State loss is just yeah, gonna, a bad like, loss. Try to drag them to the bottom, okay. but like they've got enough. I mean, they beat Purdue, they beat Illinois. Like they got enough good wins that they're probably fine. Okay. Um, Nebraska, maybe. Hmm. Um, they just kind of have to keep up the pace they're at, and I think they'll sneak in. Um, maybe can't lose too many games that they shouldn't. Um, I think of like Nebraska, Maryland, Michigan State. Two of those three will get in. Okay, so six. That's not certainly not the high water mark nope. that the Big Ten's had, but that's where this. Any hope in these teams that could like win a national title? Well, no. I'm like for next year. I'm, I'm oh. worried about my Big Ten. So needed to get it back. I told you this last week. Yeah, need well, to get it back to where it was thirty some years ago. Rutgers has two of the top three freshmen in the country okay, coming no, in. Enough of that. Why did I ask that question? <laughs> of course, you went the Rutgers route. Well, I had to, but like they have the number two and number three 
overall recruit in the 2024 class yep, coming oh, in. Mm, Ace mm, Bailey, Dylan Harper. Yeah, Both really good. It's going to be a magic. McDonald's All Americans. Mm. Rutgers has two McDonald's All Americans. <laughs> We're living in the upside. Why did Merez Johnson make the McDonald's game? How is that possible? Why didn't he? Um, yeah. Because he plays at Thornton. Yeah. Which is not a shot at Thornton because Ty Streets has got a really good program there. But if you look at the players that did make the McDonald's All-American team, I mean, like there's three from Mount Verde Academy, and they probably could have had three more. Like all like the quote-unquote best players are playing at these prep schoolers, prep schools or – you know, these high schools that play a national schedule, they get the attention. I got a big beef with that. And they get the McDonald's All-American nod. Huge beef. As much as it was when Indiana left its one-class system. What are we doing rewarding uh, these prep schools? I mean, it's... It's hogwash. It's malarkey. It's just high school basketball following in the trend of the NBA. You know, you make super teams. You know what? I go to Burger King now. Drive right by McDonald's. Okay. Go to Wendy's. Steak and Shake. I mean, I thought... I'll never eat there again. <laughs> well, glad they're not a sponsor. Um, I thought that there was I mean, a real case for Merez Johnson to be a McDonald's All-American. Um, and a real chance for him because just, you know, the number of bigs that were ranked ahead of him like one of them Patrick Ngangba plays at Paul the Sixth and Catholic in I guess it was in Virginia but it was hurt half the year so he didn't wasn't going to qualify um, but there weren't that many bigs that ended up making these teams I think that's also part of it I mean just a handful among the 24 you know p- total players so that also hurt but uh, I think mostly like you know Thornton played the one game, I think it was on ESPN2 against uh, Richmond Heights out of Ohio, um, won that game. Rez was really good in that game. But that's really the the only national spotlight that he's had since Peach Jam, where he was awesome. And it shouldn't be that way, but like, kind of just how it is. Unfortunate, uh, Illinois doesn't have a bunch of McDonald's uh, history. Third. 13 or 14 total mm-hmm. in, since the game started, yeah. what, late 70s? The game is now off my radar. All right, excited to see Merez Johnson in, in uniform. Odds of Thornton making it down to uh, State Farm Center for the IHSA State Finals? I mean, they, they got a pretty good shot. Okay, I'd love it. They got a good thing. They lost a tough one last night Yeah, um, to Homewood Flossmore. Second, I believe the second time they've lost to them. The other was in the title game of the Big Dipper. Too close, I mean, they lost on a just a wild shot last night. Um, but two really close games. But they're winning certainly way more than they're losing. And they've got the best player in the state. So Plus some, I mean, he's not like the only thing they, that they've got. So I think a pretty good shot for them to be in Champaign uh, in early March. Early March. Fun time of year. Not too long uh, from here. That's good to know. Here, uh, Illinois has got their eyes on another High school stud. Maybe the high school stud. That's great. Um, it's interesting, for sure. But, uh, you know, the last week they offered A.J. DeBonsa. He's uh, 
the number one recruit in the class of 2025. Um, he reclassified actually this fall from 2026. Um, but I think there's an argument to be made he's the best recruit in the country regardless of class. Now, Cooper Flagg, who's the number one recruit in the 2024 class going to Duke, would probably argue that he's really good as well. Um, and then in the 2025 class, there's you know a challenge maybe from Cameron Boozer for that title as well, one of uh, Carlos Boozer's twin sons. But uh, AJ Debansa, just awesome. It's really good. Six nine wing, uh, super athlete from Massachusetts originally is playing this season at Prolific Prep uh, out in Napa, California, which is where Coleman Hawkins played. But you know, Prolific Prep is one of those schools that are just loaded with talent. Mm-hmm. They had three McDonald's All Americans on that roster. Plus, you know, Mikey Lewis is out there. Illinois fans will remember the recruitment of, of the 2024 guard. Um, then DeBonsa transferred out there this offseason along with uh, Tyron Stokes, who's the number one recruit in the class of 2026, now that DeBonsa's not. Um, but it's interesting because when Jeremiah Fears committed to Illinois, um, he said that he was asked, like, who, who else he was going to try to get to come to Champaign with him, and uh, he mentioned A.J. DeBonsa, and then this was a few days later that he got the offer because hmm. Elma hadn't offered him Odds, at that point. And don't tell me 50-50, please, Marcus. Okay. Um, It'd be a big a big catch. Haven't, I mean, when, I can't say the last time they maybe got the number one okay. recruit ever. Uh, I'm going to put the odds at pretty slim um, because he's, I mean, surprisingly doesn't have, like, as many offers as you think is like, you know, this one of the best players in the country. You think he'd have every offer, but um, he's got a lot of good ones, including North Carolina, Kentucky, Kansas, Connecticut, um, Baylor, Auburn, Alabama, Michigan, who's not good anymore, but they offered him. Have a history of being good. Um, Texas. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Twenty-five percent. I mean, fifty. Like it's a yes okay. or a no. Thank you. Marcus. Interesting. Follow along with uh, Scotty as that uh, that plays out. Uh, I also had a chance to watch Kentucky on Saturday a little bit. Playing a little better. Question to you: Kansas with another loss. Give me three teams you don't want to see Illinois squared up in the tournament. Like three teams that you think they have no chance of beating. Are there three? Well, I could just name teams that have already beaten them. Well, yeah, this but, year, but I will do those that. teams um, are beatable. I would say Houston. There you go with Houston again. They're, I think they have the defenders to okay to stop what Illinois, to stop what anyone wants. To yeah, do. they've they've been winning title after title lately. Well, they beat Illinois in the tournament a couple of years ago. Yeah. And have made the Elite Eights and Sweet Sixteens where Illinois has not made it to the mm. second weekend. So if they're a roadblock, it'll be tough to get through it. Okay. Um UConn. I don't know if you I'll uh, give you that one. I don't know if you saw what they did to Xavier yesterday, but should have had like a trigger warning. Because it was they just um, 
uh, it's hard to describe how badly they beat Xavier. Um, mm-hmm. There's two. And <laughs> I don't think you can come up with a third. Kentucky on fire in all cylinders. Okay. That's trouble because they got shooters, they got athletes, they got bigs. Like they've got everything you want in a team, a couple veterans. Like, and now they have their own big Z, Zvonimir Visic, who was maybe not as good in after. <laughs> had a great debut against Georgia. He's had three points in two yeah. games since. But, okay. Um, Kentucky at his best? Yeah, that'd be. Not that team out there this year that uh, has a surefire Final Four lock. Yeah, UConn's starting to look yeah, like maybe. it. Um, okay. They've just been r- really good since, I mean, they lost to Seton Hall more than a month ago. I mean, that's their last loss. They've won eight in a row and for the most part have just, well, there's some close games in there. But a lot of, I mean, they beat Xavier ninety-nine to fifty-six. We're up at one point in the first half, thirty-one to seven. All right, Richie, give me your power poll uh, of Illini. Has that changed after kind of a just a blah win against the Hoosiers? Well, to be fair, I don't remember who I had the last time, um, but I think my top three right now would be. At number three, Luke Goody. Hmm. Recency bias, certainly playing a a role there. Um, Number two, Marcus Damask. Did everything. I mean, literally that Illinois in scoring, rebounding assists, your big big three Mm -hmm. against Indiana. And then... Brad Underwood, before you go to number one, called him... Arluka. Yep, he's... The night after he dropped 73. (laughs) That was saying something. Yeah. I he, like that. He's used that reference before. Um, I thought he'd gotten away from doing things like that where he compares his players to like legitimate NBA MVP candidates. Okay. But there it was again. And just I mean, after like Lucas scores seventy three, mm-hmm. like I just maybe hold off. It's- Coleman than our LeBron. That, <laughs> I don't know, but Coleman. I don't a, want to spoil your number one. But Coleman's a number one. Okay. Um, I don't. He hasn't used any of the fairly outlandish comps with Coleman uh, during his career. Um, but maybe uh, it's time. Like, I, I, I who would you compare him to? What outlandish comp would would be there for Coleman Hawkins? I think it would have to be like a. Well, I mean, that it's Giannis. Okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> if we're just going to get crazy. It's uh, a good you know, one. Uh, guy, you know, tall, g- good length, good two, you know, two-way player. Um, Who would Luke Goody's outlandish comp be? Uh, I don't know, Clay Thompson. Okay. I love it. That's what I – that's one of your – there's your Good Morning Illini Nation for later this week. Outlandish comps <laughs> and who they line up with. I yeah. love it. Well, thankfully, you know, for Brad Underwood, I've already got Marcus Demes. I don't even have to. <laughs> yep, that's your story. Just let you do the other eight or nine. How about yeah. that? Anything else uh, uh, sticking out after last week? Heading into this week, you had media availability on Monday morning. Any news broken? No. Okay. Um, 
other than I think if you were watching the Indiana game, you might have noticed Illinois um, dropping back into a zone. What appeared to be a 2-3 zone, Mm -hmm. Brad Underwood disputed that it was a zone defense, um, said it was you know, a lot of, you know, essentially just a lot of switching man with Coleman Hawkins sort of operating as a center fielder, a little free safety. Rover, we used to call that back yeah. in the day. Um, I would argue it was a 2-3 zone because I didn't see a ton of movement from players in this area, this one specific area that they were guarding. One might call it a zone. Brad Underwood would not. I, You could. Um, but it's not a zone. Looks and operates similar to zone, um, Brad Underwood. Zone is a four-letter word for him, I think. Mm-hmm. So it's it's it is just defense. They called it on the radio a zone. So I I believe Brian Barnhart and Deion Thomas. But Brad Underwood okay. would dispute that that it was a zone. It seemed like players stayed in their areas, need, their zones. Uh, we need video breakdown, please. That's another good morning Atlanta Nation idea. I, I could. Okay. Go the data route, please. Saving it to the end. Okay. The big finish. The big finish. I mean, I don't think you really want this, but I'm going to give it to you anyways. We'll just go very short-term data. This is Thank you. Small picture because I'm just basing it off. Short picture? Yeah. Thank you. Not big picture. Um, just based off of the three games that. Since Terrence Shannon has returned. And the offense has gotten worse. And the defense has stayed not great. What are you saying? I'm just saying that's what the numbers say. Okay. Rusty. He is incredibly. Just not in the flow of what they're doing. I mean, Mm. because pre-suspension was shooting 40... Like mid forty, forty one, forty two percent from three. He's I think made one in three games. Haven't checked with the judge lately, but what's his uh, mock drafts status looking like? Well, he doesn't appear in any of them that I'm aware of. The one I was looking at had him at like the fifteenth pick might just last been, week. Might have been the one that the judge was using. Um, I don't know. Okay, his curious about he's, that. He's certainly not playing. At that level now, um, but Brad Underwood said you're just going to take time. Yep. So we'll see. Got about a month to get that rust off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I mean, Luke Goody was talking about today. Like every mm-hmm. at this point in the season, every game means a little more. Just because if you want to win a Big Ten title, you can't. Like every loss mm-hmm. stings you a little bit more. Yeah. All right. Anything else, Scotty? Before I let you go, I got covered. It. I mean, they've got a, I mean, a good opportunity for a road win at Ohio State, but. Again, Buckeyes, desperation, I think, coming from Columbus. So be interesting to see kind of how that all plays out. No fans are going to be there. It's going to be a morbid, you know, the big arenas like that when the team is bad. It's just a It's not great. State. Yeah. And that's, that arena is too big anyway. Yeah. And this team is not putting butts in seats. Who knows? Scott Ritchie might have a front row seat again. Maybe they'll move the media down. Without no, they'll probably there. keep us in the same corner we've been I in. I know. Kind of a, in shambles. But uh, looking forward to your coverage, Scotty. Looking forward to your seedings li- later this week. 
uh, where Illinois will be a three seed, I've been told. There's <laughs> potentially that's where they were last week, but uh, every week becomes a new evaluation. All right, follow along at IlliniHQ.com every morning, remember. Uh, and here, hey, email Scott Ritchie, srichie at news-gazette.com if you're interested in scoring two tickets to the Nebraska game on Sunday. Uh, we'll pick it out of the hat like we normally do. Scotty will be in touch and uh, reward you. Yeah, it that? should be a decent game. Yeah. All right. Hey, uh, talk to you guys next Monday. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money Radio Show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. We interrupt this Big Ten basketball season for some recruiting talk. What's up with Illinois offering the number one player in the land, Scott Ritchie? I mean, there's a real chance and a real argument to be made that A.J. DeBonsa is the best player in the country. Uh, number one overall recruit in the class of 2025, just picked up an Illinois offer. Um, and apparently Jeremiah Fears is going to be a bonus recruiter. Uh, so we'll see where Illinois winds up in that recruitment. But you know, Brad Underwood and his coaching staff are certainly shooting their shot. All right, uh, Richie will have some recruiting news. He'll break down the Illini's week, a trip to Ohio State, a home game against Nebraska, and he'll talk about his uh, messed-up AP Top 25 ballot in this week's podcast. Inside Illini Basketball, come back after these messages.